This is the Quiz Bowl Cast, Episode 12E. Cancel Bowl 7. Round 5 between Peter Moore's backup band and Jack Brownstein is 21 and single.
answer the following questions about the imminently trashworthy 2007 Supreme Court decision of Morse versus Frederick for 10 points each. Yes, who wrote this question? Joseph Frederick was a student at Douglas High School in the small state capital, suspended from school due to events that took place on possible grounds watching an Olympic torch relay. He was in Anchorage. Anchorage. That's actually Juno. Oh, yeah, that is the cap. I'm sorry. Frederick was suspended because he carried a banner that read with now infamous four words. Wrong hits for Jesus. Numeral four. Oral arguments for the school board before the Supreme Court were given by this infamous former federal judge and prosecutor, also responsible for the most expensive taxpayer-funded piece of bad erotica in American history. That's Ken Starr. That was it. The Ken Starr. The Starr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starr. I'm sorry, I did. Stephen King gave his work a scathing review in Entertainment Weekly. The title character is a former pro football player now reduced to working in fast food. He lives with his wife, Sue, who suspects that he may be a pedophile, and stepson, John, who he ultimately kills in a fight. The first time public performance of this fusion of violent tragedy with slapstick comedy was on the radio show of Opie. That's like Richard McBeef. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, the, uh, that's a point. You read that. I did. <laughs> I already posted Answer the following questions concerning the high turnover of football coaches in the ACC during its offseason. Five points per answer. His former Miami head coach followed an ill-fated tenure at the helm of the Cleveland Browns and extended as an analyst for the NFL Network is back to head to head this struggling ACC program. Um, Butch Davis and Larry Coker, do they want the both coaches? Uh, I think it's the one that left. Butch Davis, Larry Coker, if you want uh, Butch Davis and UNC, one uh, okay. So that's five. Miami's infamous for head coach turnover. This offseason was no exception. They ousted their incumbent head coach and promoted their defensive coordinator, a former linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Name each for five points. Larry Coker is the new guy. Okay. Who is the new guy? Do you guys know? Um, Smith, Johnson, Brown, Jackson. Coker and Smith. Uh, Coker and Randy Shannon. Okay. Meanwhile, Tom O'Brien himself from one ACC school to another. Name these two programs for five points each. So Boston, Boston College to Clemson. How about like Clemson? Okay. Or Boston College Clemson. Uh, BC to NC State. So, so you get 15. Okay. Nice job, Charles. All right. Next one of Ricky's dates from Silver Spoons, one of Leela's friends on Charles in Charge, and the character Kitty on Family Ties. She's referenced in PM Dawn's Set Adrift on Memory Bliss and given special thanks by the makers of Donnie Darko, because in Like Alyssa Milano, she had no objection to being the subject of sexual fantasies of the title character. She appeared in... Christina Applegate? Yes. Bulgaria, Ireland's Robbie Keane were chosen by ESPN's Bill Simmons as his favorite English side. 
Tim Boy's nameless English Premier League squad, North London rivals of Arsenal, nicknamed the Spurs. Um, Tottenham. Yes. Yeah. Good job. What was it? Tottenham. Uh, sports. Ever wonder what happened to the Empire in the Star Wars saga after the demise of Darth Vader? Nope. These questions about Star Wars extended universe <laughs> 10 points each. As, as early military leader of the Imperial Remnant, she was a personal protege of Grand Moff Tarkin and major player in the Jedi Academy trilogy. Uh, I mean, we don't know this. We'll get 10, but we, oh, we shouldn't. We're going to lame it. Okay, that's lame. I think I do know that first part. I do not want this bonus. I don't. I, I want nothing to do with this bonus. Bye-bye. Oh, it wasn't Mara Jade? Okay, good. Uh, Admiral Dala, Yavin, and something Vaughn. Okay, okay. so Yavin yeah. uh, obviously had more easy part. How about this? Identify the fictional hangouts of characters from these TV shows of the Question Raiders Youth for 10 points each. On the Dukes of Hazzard, Boss Paul go in this saloon where Daisy Duke was fired and rehired his waitress seemingly every episode. Uh, um, I don't know. Where's Dan Goff when you need him? Texas. <laughs> That's Boar's Nest. Okay. This establishment owned by a character played by Pat Morita was a popular hangout for the teenage characters Happy Days. Arnold's here. Yeah, that was in rerun. <laughs> this restaurant and bar was a rhyming name just down the street from where Jack, Janet, and Chrissy lived on Three's Company. It was a frequent setting for hilarity to ensue. <laughs> awesome. 110 for another. Uh, I don't know. Answer, please. John's place. No. Let's see. Regal Beagle. Oh, so right. Right. <laughs> I could have gotten that. Or about the Max. Yeah. I guess it's a little late for Tim Young's ears. Uh, previously known as Joy Speed, built around keyboards and songwriters Klaus Noreen and Soren Rostal, they scored a minor hit with Itsy Bitsy and both Roses Are Red and My Oh My with major hits in their native Denmark. But they paled in comparison to what came afterwards, an allegedly satirical song that inspired years of trademark litigation in the United States instigated by Mattel. Yeah. Barbie Girl Aqua? Yes. Yeah. 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 Saying background on various tracks on pulling uh, this first finale, but as this mother of SNL cast member Maya Rudolph, she'll offer both range on her head to love you. Riverton. Yes. The guitarist featured prominently on several cuts from the songs in the key of life. He scored a flute kit in 1983 with Maniac, featured prominently in Flashdance. Michael Cimbella? Yeah, Michael Cimbella. Okay. Frequent background singer for Stevie, she later scored hits with a series of duets with John Mathis, the one that eventually became the game with Family Touch. The biggest hit was 1984's Let's Hear It For The Boy from the Footloose soundtrack. Wow. Is that hits? Williams? Yes. Philly on the second, he distrusted the Rangers and their leader Thorngill, who later resurfaced under a different guise. Seeming himself as a de facto leader of humanity against the Eastern Menace, his intelligence gathering efforts via his super super surreptitious use of a palantir ultimately backfired on him as it led him to order his last surviving son to mount an ill-fated raid on Osgiliath. His son returns badly wounded, then in despair he kills himself upon a pyre and attempts to take his son with him, but he is stopped by Baragon with the help of Pithin and Gandalf. Jeff Point's name is Father of Boromir and Faramir, the last ruling steward of Gondor in J.R.R. Tolkien's Return of the Sea. Jeff. Who? Close though. Um, Rhaegar? Denethor II. 
I know exactly who it was. It's this guy. guy. Yeah. He's told it's worse than the guy jumps off the side. Uh, Tussle 9. Crossing the Bridge, Action Jackson, Assault on Precinct 13, Beverly Hills Cop, Renaissance Man, Four Brothers, True Romance, Narc. Mark Waller. Oh, that's five. Lip toss ups suck. Yeah, suck. All or in part, all of these films share a setting in for 10 points for a famously dangerous um, American city. Is that me? Detroit. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. That does suck. Can we please ban them in the next tournament? <laughs> well, so bad. I surely knows. Ugh. Answer these questions about international intrigue and espionage on film for 10 points each. 2007's Breach is a real-life tale of the Audi and capture of this notorious FBI mole played on screen by Chris Cooper. This group's the only thing I knew. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Um, uh, yes, please. Uh, I think I know it here. Robert Hansen. Yep. 2005 Syriana is based on the book See No Evil, Hear No Evil by this former CIA agent, a fictionalized version of whom was played on screen by George Clooney. George also. I don't remember the a constant gardener is an entirely fictional book was based on a 2001 novel written by this former British secret agent. Lakari. Yes, 10 points. He attended college on a football scholarship until he accidentally killed Tommy, the team's deaf quarter. Brock Samson. Damn it. Right behind you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brock Samson and the Ninja Brothers. Right. Answer the following about a notable golf course for 10 points each. The British Open for the first time since 1999 is a Carnoustie. Yeah. The last Carnoustie hosted at the British Open. It was so brutal that it made this 19-year-old golfing phenom cry in the arms of his mother after he missed the cut. Uh-huh. The final hole of Carnoustie will forever be notorious because by a triple bogey. Shot Vanderbilt. There you go. Good job. We knew he was coming up. Yes. Oh, yeah. At the half, it is 75 to 180. Okay. Most of us I'm at 170, but I might be wrong. Oh, yeah, what? I'm at 170, but I might be wrong. Oh, actually, I, I have 180 also. Okay, I'm probably wrong. Yeah, don't worry. 180. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, 180. <laughs> uh, next. That's how I. <laughs> The 1972 Bobby Womack cover of this song reached number 20 on the R&B charts. The original remains more famous, having peaked at number 4 in the fall of 1969. Included at later pressings of the 1970 album Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show, it was the first of many songs of the artist to top the adult contemporary charts. Primarily featured as a sing-along in the 1996 film Beautiful Girls, it is a frequent choice of karaoke singers, but is today best known for being an odd yet common presence at sports stadium. Jim points fairest the horn invitations and extra so goods in the chorus. Name is... Sweet Carol. Uh, uh, I just couldn't remember which Neil Diamond song could possibly be just from the, that album title, which I apparently know is Neil Diamond. Okay, visual bonus time. I, of course, could have got this job. Here are four screenshots of NES baseball games from the late 1980s. Identify each game 10 points for one correct, 15 for two, 20 for three, and 30 for all four. Okay. Note that they, to resolve any ambiguity, all four games are part of a series, but each one is the first game in its respective series. So, one of them will definitely be RBI baseball. Yeah, RBI baseball. I would actually just enter RBI baseball for all four. Three. Um, uh, yeah, so, I've had the game where the same no. game when I was playing. Um, there's a game called Baseball Stars, but I don't think it was any of these. I think it had fictional characters. I don't know. I, don't know. I have nothing. Yeah, I, I don't. Three seconds. Thirty seconds. So it says. I have time to leave. Look at him. Come back. Yeah. 
We're going to spare everyone. We're going to say RBI Baseball four times. Uh, you're correct in the first one. The number two is Baseball Stars. Oh, oh I'm sorry. C is Bases Loaded and D is Baseball Simulator 1.0. <laughs> wow, that is so that kind is, of ridiculous. Uh, there's so many updates. We need the three decimal places. No, you get 10. That was 10 for one? Yep. How'd that work? Oh. Okay. <laughs> 10 weird. for one, 15 for two for some reason. That is weird and unusual. All right, moving along to question um, 12. Supposedly created by a South Beach bartender named Cheryl Cook in the mid 1980s, the original was based on an absolute citron to feature Rose's Lime Cordial. Or cosmopolitan? Yes. I wrote a toss on it too. <laughs> But not for this tournament, for a while back, but... All uh, right, given clues about something that's wrong, really wrong about Fergie's inexplicable hit song from 2006 called London Bridge, identify for 10 points each. First of all, for the cover of the single, Fergie has her picture taken in front of a bridge in London. It's neither the original London Bridge nor its replacement, but the somewhat more photogenic bridge over the River Thames, Thames previously jumped over by the Spice Girls, two brothers in Spice Girls. The, the, the Tower Bridge? Yeah. Tower Bridge. Uh, yes. Second of all, the title of her solo debut is misspelled, assuming she was comparing herself to another woman who goes by the name Fergie and not a country in New York State, county in New York State, rather. Name this misspelled album title for 10 points. It's the Duchess, right? Yeah, the Duchess. The Duchess. Okay. And then there's a song, then there's a song itself, Eek. At one point she says, love you long time, a second order reference to a hooker in a full male jacket, which Fergie clipped from this legendary rap ditty, best known song by Shock Rockers 2 Life. Yeah, it's a uh, pretty woman. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is 30 points. Yeah. Gossip 13. A Western veteran, her first major Hollywood role was in the matriarch of the utopian community in the beach. Known for unorthodox roles such as playing a male character in Orlando and a junior bending archangel in Constantine, she also has had supporting roles in Vanilla Sky and Adaptation. Jim Point's name is acclaimed British actress nominated for a Golden Globe for a star return in the deep end. Yes. Answer the following about the thump to reincarnate an NHL franchises for 10 points each. This other franchise in Montreal, one of the most famous right. home sand base, okay. won the Stanley Cup in 1935, but were victims of the Great Depression, playing their last game in 1938. Yes. Itself a reincarnated version of the California Seals, this Midwestern team lasted only two seasons from 1976 to 78. A team of the same name served as a San Jose affiliate between 2001 and 2006. Cleveland Barons? Go okay. for it. Uh, any more? Barons? Yes. Nice. Uh, one of the most successful WHA franchises was absorbed into the NHL in 1979. The team fared poorly in the NHL and isn't doing much better in a single home as the Phoenix Coyotes. Winnipeg Jets. There you yeah, go. Winnipeg yeah. uh, Jets. There you go. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. That's awesome. Her little seen father was an author based on real life novelist Richard Gates. This tough alumnus moved to New York in 1986, but failed, <coughs> excuse me, but hailed from Towson, Maryland, and was thus a lifelong Orioles fan. Upperness and Susan when this liberal feminist takes boarding game Christians. She also went out one day with Keith Hernandez. A notoriously bad. Over here. Lynn Bennis. Yes. Okay. That's good. Answer the following bleeping questions about Hell's Kitchen for the stated number of yes. points. Oh, Hell's yeah. Kitchen is a recreation of this renowned chef who also created the earlier UK version. Yeah. Oh, that was for five, yeah. Okay. For ten, the season two winner received an executive chef position at the Red Rock Hotel and Casino. Heather? Yeah, Heather. Uh -huh. Heather West is her name. Ramsey is assisted by three other cast members, two sous chefs, accomplished chefs in their own right, and Ramsey's Belgian maid of E. Five points each, name them. The Jumpley. Jumpley, Marianne. Marianne Paul? Um, 
closest to us. The Eddie Murphy movie. Oh, uh, okay. <clears throat> Answer the following questions about literary reviews annual Best Sex and Fiction Awards for 10 points each. In 2006, first-time author Ian Hollingshead beat out a crowded cast, including a scene involving a dog founded against the day, the latest offering from this American postmodern literary, post-modern literary type. They're very lame, so Pinch we're screwed to this. Yeah, sure, Pigeon. Pigeon. That's correct. The most famous book to win the Bad Sex and Fiction Award came in 2005 when Tom Wolfe's novel chronicling the sexual depravity engaged in by the titular student at a fictionized version of Duke University received the dubious honor. So it's something Charlotte. My name is Charlotte. Is sure. that it? My name is Charlotte. I am Charlotte Simmons. I am Charlotte Simmons. That's it. Sebastian Fox won the 1999 award for a novel about a woman in the French resistance that became a 2001 film starring Kate Blanchett in the title role. Kate uh, Blanchett. Is that like a meal or whatever? That wasn't about that, right? What? Like a meal or whatever that came up earlier. Amelie. Amelie. It's not about that at yeah. all, right? No, it's Charlotte Gray. Charlotte Gray, that's so right. you get that. Kind of hard. The show's plot pivoted around the mystery of a form of a murder that occurred five years before the start of the show's run. It begins as Joe Perkins is jailed for the killing. Known for high turnover, a serial killer storyline coupled with an earthquake eliminated much of the cast. More comical was a woman who was killed by a giant neon letter from a hotel sign falling on her head. A controversial storyline involved one character being raped by a man who turns out to be the gynecologist who examined her afterwards. Offscreen is best known for the spectacle caused by a fire creator replacing her replacement to the stage. Excuse me, racing her replacement to the stage to snatch a daytime Emmy. Ten points named this NBC soap opera running from 1984 to 93. Centered around the Lockridge and Capital families, named for its setting, a picturesque coastal California. Fort Charles. Minus five. California City. Santa Barbara. That is correct. Hey, that's relevant today. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. I only know that because I use that as a clue about another show, Santa yeah. Barbara. Uh, in the late 80s, it seemed popular to name light comedies after indelible hit songs from the 1960s. Identify these examples of the trend for Tenth Teach. The classic Beatles song is also the name of a 1987 film where a pre-McGreamy Patrick Dempsey stars as a high school loser and pays a girl to date him in a quest to become popular. Wow. The film was remade in 2003 and retitled after a similarly themed but much worse song, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Can't find me love. Yes, early Rolling Stones hit gave its name to a forgettable 1988 film starring Justine Bateman and the young Julie Roberts about a group of teenagers who started a rock band. Oh my god. Um, Ants, please. I'm going to know right here. It's not painted black. No. Satisfaction. Satisfaction. Another right. Stones tune turned up as a title of the 1988 movie Goldberg vehicle about a bank teller assisting Flash. a secret agent. Don't One, Jack Flash. There you go. 20 points. I'm pretty sure that was the easiest part, like by far, uh, House of 19. It is published five books, including two by countercultural icon Paul Krasner and hosts a film festival in Invisa, Spain. Founded in 1974 by Tom Forcade of United Press Syndicate and briefly edited by a son of Norman Naylor, he was out a Freedom Fighter of the Month Award, a music award referred to as the Doobies. The centerful quote of High Times. Yeah. Somebody's paying attention. Uh, right. Answer the following about the long and varied TV career of actress Sharon Glass for Temple Station. Sharon Glass is best remembered for starring opposite Tyne Daly in this long-running and groundbreaking Cagney and Lacey. Uh, shortly after, before the debut of Cagney and Lacey, Glass served as a replacement for star Lynn Gregory when Gregory walked out of this CBS sitcom set in the hospital. Wow, oh, oh, house calls. Uh, Glass has been in the medical theme show prior to house call, playing a nurse in this 1970s drama which starred Robert Young in the title role. Mark will be the lead. How much was that? 30. 30. 30. Oh. Any 
and with my The state of Racine, Wisconsin still has a chip on his shoulder after being passed over by nine teams in the 2002 NBA draft. The season he enjoyed his first All-Star game, an average of 21 points, eight boards and forces per game. But his team endured a quick exit in the playoffs due in large part to an injured hand that prematurely ended this season. It's been one season as a Laker between being part of the deal list in Shaquille O'Neal in Miami and being chipped to his current team with Chuck Yakin for first round pick flop, Bobby Brown. Jim Point's name is former UConn standout and starting small forward for the Washington Wizards. Carl Butler? Yes. And your bonus. Given the title of a signature song of the 1990s one hit wonder, name the artist or group responsible for five points each. First, you get what you give. You get what you give. Uh, new radicals. Yeah. yeah. New radicals. All right, in the meantime. No. 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 Uh, space hog. Tub thumping. Oh, Chumbawamba. Uh, you're a woman? You're a woman? I don't care. No. No. Counting blue cars? Is that this song or? That's the song. Okay. Sorry, the white town. Counting blue cars. Uh. uh so, that's And finally, I got a girl. That is my escape. That's okay, we got to 150. <laughs> Final score, Peter Moore's backup band, 150, Jack Brownstein is 21 in single, 410.